I just, I, you know, I'm a sucker for succubus, man. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. good demonic harpy. You would get killed in an instant. I would. You would volunteer. be. You yeah. You would have been like the <laughs> first. This sounds gayer than I needed to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I read somewhere it said in 2009, if you like Jennifer's body, you're gay today. So. <laughs> <laughs> My dear lover, I have news. <laughs> you would be at that school before she even turned into a succubus, being like. Hey, are you are you a succubus? <laughs> to like every hot lady. To every hot lady. Hell yeah, we're back. You look like a deer in the headlights <laughs> right there. I'm still thinking about if it's recording or not. Uh, <laughs> we had some say. technical difficulties with our our super expensive podcasting equipment that mm-hmm. we uh, spent a lot of money on and invested in. Yeah. And uh, to make this successful show that you're listening to now, mm-hmm. which is... Oh what's the God. name of our show? <laughs> The low ceiling. Oh my god. Okay, we have to do this again. We have to do this again. I'm clearly not. Okay, we gotta just relax. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. We're back. Okay. Welcome to the low ceiling. <laughs> I'm John. And I'm free. We're laughing about stuff we're gonna cut out later. Maybe, or maybe I'll leave it in. Yeah, we had a lot of technical difficulties. Yeah, whatever. You might even say my program was possessed. Much like. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Segue into Megan Fox. Fox. Today we're talking about Jennifer's body. Uh, a beautiful, wonderful, excellent film from I mean, 2009. Tell me how you really feel. Oh, I, can't, I have nothing but praise. You, so let's, okay. So start off, just one, let's do a little housekeeping stuff here. Mm-hmm. Jennifer's Body, a film from 2009. Yeah. Directed by Karin Kusama, mm-hmm. written by diablo cody uh only with the wildest name of all time uh yep not her real name her real name is Catherine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i should have read about you know what i did do i went and found out why she calls herself diablo cody so i got like four pages of she was a on stripper that. more than that hold yeah. on let's let's hold on okay <laughs> we're skipping way ahead of ourselves <laughs> you're very eager to get into this her real name's brooke uh but she goes by diablo and mm-hmm. she's you know Academy Award winning writer, uh, filmed in a little city called Vancouver, Mm -hmm. British Columbia. She must have lived here for like four years straight. I think so. Because Juno was filmed here too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're ruining the magic of. Oh, look at that. Who's ahead now? We live in a. Well, no, we're ruining the magic of the mystery. We could be like, we could be like really high powered, cool people from Los Angeles, but we're actually not. We're just people from Vancouver. We could have been from Forks this whole time. (laughs) No one could have known that at least one of us is a true Canadian from our stupid accent. (laughs) It's me. And the. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I've never seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Until this week, in which I watched it a couple times, and it is awesome. <laughs> Have you never seen this movie? Before? No, you. You're the one who talked. You're the one who brought it up when we excellent talked about this idea. You brought this movie to the fore. You brought it up as like this is something that should definitely go on the list. It's a oh, movie that I'm like happy. I meant. I remember. I remember specifically meaning to go see it in theaters, 
because I, I like Juno when I was a young young man. I still don't. I have nothing against that movie. It's goofy. Um, but like I I remember thinking, I mean, to be fair, and we'll talk about this, but it was like marketed directly at me, young straight male which is again we're getting into this ridiculous (laughs) yes (laughs) like such a fucking marketing sham like so bad 100 percent. anyway speaking of that marketing sham and i know you want to get into it as to why it was so terribly even the trailer was so misleading is because written by a woman directed by women starring two women as lead characters the trailer is a fucking embarrassment the people who marketed this movie should be they should look back in in shame at the way they marketed this at the way that that the executives who were like do it this way they should be like although they're probably not but they should be like wow what a bad move just not not great at all yeah do you want to tell us a little bit about the summary or like should we talk about the plot do you want to do you want to get into the plot before we talk talk some shit yeah yeah okay so you're gonna have to help me on this because i actually didn't write anything down no problem but i did watch it just the other day but you watched it last night yes so you're hot you're up on this what do you want to lead the way yeah let me do it okay so we have two besties amanda seafried and megan fox you're already missing a pretty crucial beginning of this film. oh no (laughs) go on she's the kicker Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried's the kicker. Amanda Seyfried, the kicker, and Megan Fox, the receiver. I don't know. Cricket corner. No, she's uh, she's in a, an, an, in a, an, a jail. Amanda oh, Seyfried's mean, in jail. She's oh, the I kicker. I, well, I just wanted to lay the lay of the land. I know, but we're going over the plot. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, okay, okay. So the, the scene opens with Amanda Seyfried in a mental health institution where yeah is it jail or is it like a is it is it a mental it's meant to be a i think a bit of both yeah yeah maybe yeah uh and and obviously it's not shown in the greatest ways because 2009 all the lines are blurry between rehabilitation uh well orange is a new black hadn't come out yet (laughs) so nobody really knew what happened to women when they committed crimes yeah um (laughs) (laughs) oh well monster yeah you know jennifer's body walked so orange could run <laughs> but um what well it opens it opens with Amanda Seafried in prison um just being uh, just a rascal a right? menace kicking up a storm yeah. hitting all the other attendants other prisoners um but then she's also surrounded by fan mail and there's all this contraband in her um cell yeah. she's got like teddy bears all these fan letters there um it's there's a scene in that in that prison sequence that made me laugh out loud so hard both times i watched it where like what is she uh the, the woman approaches her and is, she's like you only ate a pop tart <laughs> or something like that and she's like i like pop tarts yeah. and then she she's like well i don't think that's enough and then she interrupts her by kicking her in, in the, the face, face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she spits her tooth out <laughs> Ooh, that was yeah. rough yeah that was rough to behold but um yeah. Uh, then you kind of later see where she's thrown into solitary for all this terrible behavior, and she has a flashback into how yeah, she got there. Right. So okay, it's a, I didn't I didn't quite notice the first time I watched it, but it, it is important that she gets sent into solitary for the Correct. ending. Um, yeah. Okay. And then flashback to and then flashback to high, high school. school. Yeah. yeah, where Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox's characters, known as Anita and Jennifer. Anita Needy. Anita Needy and Jennifer and, and yeah. Jennifer Check. Jennifer Check, yeah. Childhood best friends. Nobody knows why because one is hot and one is not. Um, 
great line though sandbox love never dies that's right yeah that's why another great line that opens with the movie hell is Is a teenage girl a teenage girl diablo cody is a good writer i i we're gonna talk about that i don't want to like i don't want to um we don't have to get into it during the plot but like i have i have thoughts on her style yeah I feel like we're going to have similar thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I see it in your eyes from across the desk. Okay. But, uh, I have a feeling we're not. I think we're going to disagree, actually. Okay, okay. Good, <laughs> Go good, on. good. All right. So, yeah, Jennifer, uh, Megan Fox's character. Megan Fox, at the peak of Megan Foxiness, mm-hmm. is uh, Amanda Seyfried's best friend. Yeah. They go to a pretty, I think, I thought, a pretty representative high school. Classic. Uh, yeah. it, it, uh, there, I, there's a lots of stuff in it that reminds me of my high school experience oh like actually in a weird way it's you know not all the eating of people and stuff but there are things in it where i was like that reminds me of when i was in high school um also they live in devil's kettle Mm -hmm. minnesota minnesota and there's a big sinkhole uh also called the devil's kettle the devil's kettle is a big whirlpool that has no bottom Mm -hmm. um we're going to later on in the podcast uh, rate all the stuff that could have been thrown down the Devil's Kettle Whirlpool. Um, Adam Brody. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, so they go to see this lo- this band that comes to play in their local bar. and What's the band's name? Uh, low Shoulder. Oh, yeah. Oh, also a real band, right? I mean, they're on the soundtrack. They're on the soundtrack, yeah. which and then they went on to change their name twice and yeah. release new songs. Whatever. But good song. Um, so Low Shoulders band members is led by Adam Brody. Adam Brody doing a doing doing what I what someone someone said they were like it's a it's like a just a, an homage impression of Brandon Flowers from The Killers, and I was like, um, oh. I thought so, but I was also like. He just looks so much like the guy from Panic at the Disco that I couldn't not <laughs> yeah. see that. Yeah. I mean, Adam Brody at that a peak Adam Brody time too. Correct. Like he's so, he's awesome in this movie. I, I as it. much as, as good as like Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried are, um, Adam Brody's awesome. He's so good. Yeah. yeah. He's just ageless, timeless wonder of yeah and he's like really good at just playing this like dickish character so anyway they go to uh a bar that's not a venue as Mm -hmm. johnny simmons's character says it's just a bar megan fox is very flirty with the band members and then they play and then inexplicably (laughs) the bar (laughs) lights on fire yeah no reason (laughs) no context yeah suddenly a fire so when so having not seen this movie um that was the moment where I was like, I mean, this movie did kind of surprise me, but I was a little bit like, oh, this is, this is not the movie I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And that's when it starts to like, be like, just change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. And stays awesome. Yeah. And then Megan Fox, uh, Adam Brody finds Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox. They've escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They've escaped. They're going to drive the Sebring home. Yeah. <laughs> and then Adam Brody uh, co- coaxes Megan into into his creepy van mm-hmm. and drives off and leaving Amanda s- Seyfried. Yeah, Amanda's character, Needy, um, yeah. stays back and watches her friend Jennifer get into the car with a bunch of band dudes yeah. who drive her off 
to devil's kettle, thinking that she's a virgin and they were going to sacrifice her to Satan so that they can become a popular indie band. Which is revealed later, but let's move through this plot. So basically, Jennifer reappears to needy and she's like known like nothing happened but then she and en- it ends up turning out that she needs to feed on boys to mm-hmm. sustain herself because she's possessed by a demon or she is a demon yeah and oh, then yeah and succubus. then a bit, yeah so she uh the 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 fire in the bar is a big tragedy in town as is jennifer's murder of another guy and then her murder of another guy yeah. and then she kind of reveals to needy that the boys tried to sacrifice her but she's not a virgin so, uh, it, so it backfires and she becomes uh succubus That's and right. then in the kind of final minutes she goes after poor old chip yeah and that's amanda's boyfriend and you shouldn't fuck with chip so, really, this movie. so sweet uh she goes for chip amanda saves chip and then jennifer escapes and Amanda attacks her with a box cutter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite ones. Yes, we'll come back to why it's... <laughs> why yeah. you laugh it so hard behind a woman killing another woman. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Yeah. And then... Um, so she kills her, right? Yes. Yeah. And then she's sent to prison. And then she's sent to prison. Then we're back in the present. Amanda Seyfried is in prison. Mm-hmm. And by killing Jennifer, she absorbed some of her power yeah and she levitates out of the solitary confinement and bursts out like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest style <laughs> out into the night and gets picked up by a hitchhiking and she's gonna go find adam brody's band. adam brody's band low shoulder because it's gonna be as she says their last show and then wow. possibly the greatest uh credit sequence ever happens <laughs> set to it's a quite- whole song all of 2009 was just that type of credit scene. I remember Hangovers. The Hangover did it. At oh, the really? End where it's all pictures. Well, because the whole time they have no memory of how they got there. Right. And then the post-credit scene. Well, this credit scene does like plot, though. That's true. There's like, there's a little on. extra plot in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's very And satisfying. so, yeah, she kills the band. She murders the band. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a fucking awesome movie. And <laughs> when it first came out, it didn't do so well. Did horribly. Did horribly. And what would you attribute that to? <laughs> marketing. Uh, the marketing is terrible. The marketing, like I said, the the trailer is like the trailer is an embarrassment. This is why I've never seen. Not this isn't the reason I never watched it, but this is the reason why when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is totally different than what I thought it would be. It's more like it's more Diablo Cody. Yeah. Than I thought it would be, which I like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just less of what the trailer promised, which was like a slasher for, you know, with the hot Megan Fox. Here's like, here's my big theory about the trailer. Do you mind if I, if I talk for a minute, if I diatribe for a minute about this? So like all of the marketing and this comes up in the reviews and stuff. And like it came up, I read some like retrospective stuff about Jennifer's body. And I do this, like I do this thing with reviews where I only read reviews by people who aren't fucking idiots. And so I don't have to hear stupid opinions about dumb shit that people don't know anything about. Because lots of, there were some like very telling reviews by people from the time who were just like, um, I didn't see enough of Megan Fox's titties. Of course. And it was a little like, okay, just go jerk off somewhere else, please. Um, But like, so like Roger Ebert has like the famous line in Roger Ebert's review. It's like Twilight for boys, which I don't think he meant 
to like to be specifically because the issue that i have with that is like this movie comes out and then they market it towards men young men Mm -hmm. twilight came out the year before and did they not like notice that young women and girls are the ones who like completely drive pop culture (laughs) like men who they were marketed at like me at that age i was i was 19 so i was maybe a little older but like older high school men Mm -hmm. aren't fucking packing the theaters honestly to go see movies like this yeah maybe transformers i thought transformers is the twilight for men is it though like i don't know like i just don't i can't think of like when i was that age I mean, I really liked movies, but I was like an exception to lots of people who I knew. But every guy I knew in in my high school at the time knew who Megan Fox was. Yeah. But yet, I don't think that they were like rushing out to go see her in a movie. I just, it was like mismanaged. It was totally, it was, I guess, misogynistic, I would say. Mm -hmm. Because they steer so clear of being like, this movie is about two women and it's a it's like a story that would appeal to lots of women as well which yeah. Diablo Cody said in an interview was that like no this movie is also for young women as well but they just totally didn't I think I got the sense and again I didn't read tons of stuff about it but I got the sense that there was lots of um, frustration on the part of the creators about how the movie was marketed and of course there was lots of like diablo cody being like yeah it sucked when what she meant was like it was a fucking travesty <laughs> same with Karen kusama i think she she yeah. mentioned that she had a fraught time trying to get this movie marketed properly oof yeah even with in terms of marketing that you're talking about to the movie's credit obviously when it came out it shit the bed it got nothing more than a 40 45 percent on rotten tomatoes but then didn't As make the, much money either. Not and yeah, no, not much money either. Years later, or at least a couple of years later, you kind of start to see these articles that start pouring in, where everyone is like, "Oh yeah, we were wrong about Jennifer's body." Yeah, it's yeah. actually quite great. And so yeah, there was a couple. Um, so uh, I I I think like I wouldn't normally do this, but this movie the cr- the critical reception of this film was so interesting to read about mm-hmm. because um, yeah, like there was lots of like bad reviews. Bat in in poor taste reviews. Yeah, go on. You 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 have something to say. About I this. I wrote down my favorite bad review and good review for this film. Tell me. Okay, so the bad review is by Steve Newton of Georgia Strait, who says, <clears throat> "Hey, you know where Georgia Strait is? Where? City of Vancouver, baby. Oh shit! Yeah. All right, but and that there isn't <laughs> not surprising that it's got a bad review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not only is it oh okay here here it goes." Steve says, much to the chagrin of the randy male teens that Jennifer's body is meant to lure into theaters, they're offered nary a glimpse of Miss Fox's naked glories. What did I just say? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but he wrote a play on that, apparently. That's in print. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) His last name's Newton. He took that too seriously. Amen. But then the good review by Aaron Sullivan of Autostraddle is, this is the greatest movie of all time, period. (laughs) (laughs) um that might be overstating it a little bit but it is how dare it's it is a good movie like i i quite enjoy it i it's it's you know what you know what makes it worthy of talking about right now despite Mm -hmm. all of this kind of like contextual stuff yeah it's like that it's that 
type of movie that becomes cultish in a good way because it is imperfect and it's not like it's not like you can look at I could understand you looking at it now and being like it's good but like it's not like it was it was like the pinnacle of cinema at the time but it's it's fun yeah it's gory yeah it's funny it's well made it's like well directed Mm -hmm. but it does have lots of goofy silly shit in it memorable things that is like you're just kind of like ooh, that doesn't work but that's what makes it a good film um yeah so i read i read basically like i read a couple reviews that my my two favorites that i liked were roger ebert's roger ebert was did give it like a decent review he said it was like kind of fun yeah and then dana stevens from slate she liked it and her review is really interesting because it did focus on something a question that i want to bring to the table right now so she says like uh like megan fox is good but she's never been anything she's never been given a chance to be anything other than a body on a motorcycle (laughs) on screen (laughs) which i thought was a a um yeah oh yeah so sorry this is this is the quote from dana stevens megan fox whose previous roles called on little more than her ability to successfully straddle a motorcycle (laughs) yeah and so like my my question which i thought a lot about was like was megan fox the last like huge star uh actress who we mainly just gave her accolades for being hot oh yeah she was sexualized by the industry yeah way too young already yeah and that just became her typecast sort of situation megan fox is astonishingly good in this movie yeah and i feel like this movie would not be half as good if she was removed from it megan fox simultaneously like carries such a huge load on this in this movie Mm -hmm. and unfortunately is also part of the reason the movie failed because she was too big of a star yeah she was too pigeonholed into uh, just being a hot lady yeah even though like she's always been a fine actress like i've never had been like megan fox was terrible in that or like she's been in bad movies like she was in transformers i get that but but, like i i was like thinking about her and how like maybe it was just a product of my age and stuff but like i said like most guys i knew knew who megan fox was and were like obsessed with her Mm -hmm. hotness I feel like shortly after something like Jennifer's Body, maybe a little bit after that, the industry, I don't I don't want to say it like cha- it like had a change of heart, but it did like kind of seem to be like, okay, we can't just like straight up act like these women are a fucking piece of meat <laughs> the way that they did with her, you know. Yeah. And I started to think I think that the 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 film industry kind of shaped up from from there on. It wasn't perfect because other stuff yeah. still happened <laughs> uncool um, things have happened yeah which which um speaking of uncool stuff not uncool movements but like uncool things meet the me too thing there was um some retrospective reviews i read that like the movie's kind of been reassessed mm-hmm. post me too constance grady and vox had this review talking about like the idea of men sacrificing a woman for the sake of their career yeah and and you like using a woman's body for the sake of their career Mm -hmm. is like a pretty and i was like that's a that's a very interesting way of looking at it and i think that's like i don't know i think it's very poignant i thought it was like a poignant and good idea Mm -hmm. the idea that the movie the movie ceases to become 
a horror film and starts to become like a revenge fantasy kind of yeah. like the almost way immediately yeah, yeah yeah like in but in in a i don't know like kind of in like a more positive light like you could compare it to like old i mean it's not the greatest comparison but like old like those like 70s grimy rape and revenge films mm-hmm. like i spit on your grave or yeah. something like that right mm-hmm. which are are those are like exploitation films but this is a little more it's a little better than that and it's, oh, got, it's very like, satisfying it's got better intentions yeah. yeah and like but it, it seems i don't know it's it's interesting because it, it does seem so poignant now that i'm even talking about it through yeah. it. the part where she <laughs> Megan Fox is like, I'm not eating people. I'm eating boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if they're sweet, innocent boys, like that little Indian guy um, who at, was in yeah. the class. Yeah. And well, I mean, she did say she wanted to try. Oh, a sea cucumber. <laughs> a sea cucumber. Jesus Christ. Okay, I gotta did you feel, up. did you feel in your heart for the young Indian man? Who I did. Eaten? Yeah. My brother. He comes to this country. He tries Only to, to fucking eaten. just yeah. hang out in Minnesota. Then he gets eaten by the hottest woman on earth yeah <laughs> there's more place to go my guy yeah I mean. true true the, the thing was though is like uh you know he survived the fire yeah and then he's walking along the road yeah poor ahmed yeah <sighs> a classic immigrant's journey um don't i know it? <laughs> <laughs> uh i know we talked touched a little bit upon how this movie is a cult classic i think it is almost that it has all the makings I don't think it quite qualifies as a cult classic or it didn't really get the prestige that other equally rated cult classics do. There's no like midnight showings, you know, there's no memorable songs, even though it kind of plays through. It's not like Scotty doesn't know from Euro trip. You know, it's not like Twilight that you kind of quote scene by scene. It is fantastic. It just didn't quite get that level of fame that it deserves to have no i don't think a lot of people have seen this movie no i i but i think you and me talked about this is a bigger conversation but like we talked about the lack of cult films these days like Mm -hmm. because people can watch everything all the time whenever they want and so i don't like communities don't form too much around like small indie sleepers as much as they do around like the mcu Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, things like that, right? Yeah. But I, you, like, you know, you, but like, this is a movie that you could definitely be like, play a double feature for something because of like its thematic resonance, you know? Yeah. And it, like, I mean, even something like watching back to back, like Jennifer's Body and Juno, like those just like, because they're from the minds of the same creator. Yeah. And they're really, they have thematic echoes i think mm-hmm. um i haven't seen juno in fucking years this is but. like juno but make it scary no i'm just kidding <laughs> not, not only scary part juno of was it. scary <laughs> pregnancy jason bateman gives me chills in that film yeah actually. oh yeah god damn what a monster i love him i want to talk about amanda seafried a little bit yeah, because I tasked you with some homework because i i Ooh, didn't get a yes. chance to uh kind of do a little homework on Seyfried. No Seyfried, who, who I, I said to you, I was like, off the top of my head, maybe one of my favorite actresses at yeah. the moment right now. I yeah, love yeah. Amanda Seyfried, yeah. I mean, not only are those bottomless blue ocean eyes just yeah. something to get lost She's got into. a real look. She's got a real Je sneagle but sexy look, yeah. just as Ted kind of calls it. 
it's pretty hard to believe that she's this nerd girl in this movie who's supposed to be this like plain Jane girl next door that boys don't notice. Because come on, Amanda Seyfried. Really? I think she's so good. She might be the best role in the film. No, no. The the character is that she's supposed to be this small thing next to Megan Fox, which of course everybody is. But then to cast her as this like whatever just be a needy little girl and that's why they keep calling her needy because diablo cody's writing is just and nothing (laughs) if not subtle um so in it's just such a contrast from mean girls which was her first movie right 2004 mean girls comes out and she plays this super hot dummy called karen who's not even mean she's just hot right and stupid i i i have to admit i'm not very familiar with mean girls i think i've seen it one time I mean, really? it's still worth watching even now. It kind of holds up, but it's not like... That's a, a controversial opinion. It's not a... Don't throw it on every that day. That will get you <laughs> stabbed to death on a rock. No, I mean I mean Amanda Seyfried's role in that. You're oh, not missing out. Okay. The movie's terrific. Okay, oh, my God. Cool, cool. No, no, no. Nothing but love for Mean Girls. I just mean that contrast of that role from Mean Girls to Jennifer's body, mm-hmm. it took me more than half the film to get used to the fact that oh right uh amanda seyfried's supposed to be this little uggo <laughs> that we're supposed to you know i don't know feel bad for i i think she i, th- I think i think she's fantastic in this film i like 100 i don't i think she's like i think she's perfectly cast i don't know i yeah. I, is she convincing yeah as some well, yeah yeah amanda seyfried yeah she's always Amanda Seyfried comes across as very normal, you know, hmm. like, I don't know. My, my impression of her has always been from like films where you're like, she's always dressed down. She's never really, as opposed to like Megan Fox, like she's yeah. never really given those like superstar hot lady parts. No. You know? Also because she's such a good friend to Megan Fox's character, Jennifer, who she says, does, she, hey, look cute, but yeah. not too cute. Yeah. So, and that means dressing down and not showing your boobs because yeah. that's Jennifer's territory. <laughs> Which was great. So, anyway, coming back to Seafried's sort of career early on, before Jennifer's body, she did Veronica Mars, right? No idea. I don't really think I ever got into it. No. She did all these episodes of House and CSI and Law and Order, and she just popped up in these weird, oh, yeah. murdery shows. And then fucking Mamma Mia, <laughs> where she belts, and then Jennifer Bodies happens. Jennifer Bodies. Jennifer's Bodies. Um, she was also in a a movie that I might be on our list. A little movie called Alpha Dog. Oh boy! Starring Emil Hirsch and Justin Timberlake. Excellent. Which everyone hates, but me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna get into it down the line. Once I get it, that's gonna be my Jennifer's Body. Is Alpha Dog. Yeah. For pre. Yeah. <laughs> um, she does all this, does Jennifer's body, and now she's and what was the last thing she did? Mank, I think. That was the last ago? like big thing. She was in Mank, uh, nominated for an Academy Award, I believe, mm-hmm. for her performance. And uh, next thing you know, she's like on the one hundred most influential people list. The so her performance in Mank is like really good, but it's also not just not what you expect from her. You know, mm-hmm. like it's I I found it really surprising and like fresh and stuff and. Yeah, all a bunch of other words to use to describe She's all the fresh and stuff. Sick man, hell yeah, so fucking awesome. I to me between the two, between Needy and Jennifer's character, Jennifer completely steals the movie for me. Really, I I think I Amanda Seyfried. I, I would take Seyfried over 
Megan yeah. Fox. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, you know, I'm a sucker for a succubus, man. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. good demonic harpy. You would get killed in an instant. I would you would volunteer. Be, you, yeah, you would have been like the first. <laughs> this sounds gayer than I needed to. <laughs> I'm just saying. I read somewhere it said in 2009, if you like Jennifer's body, you're gay today. So. <laughs> My dear lover, I have news. <laughs> you would be at that school before she even turned into a succubus being like, hey, are you, are you a succubus? <laughs> To like every hot lady. <laughs> every hot. Like, hey, are you a succubus? You're making me sound like a predator. Are you a succubus? Oh, yeah, Jesus. you'd be all the same age as them. It's not like you're that's, a teacher. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just the only 40-year-old there. Just, hey, little girl. Oh, this Failed is bunch. Weird. Are you a succubus? <laughs> uh, um, I know you also want to touch upon your favorite teacher, J. Jonah Jameson. Mr. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, what, a really weird, like like I said, okay, so Diablo, Diablo Cody must have lived in Vancouver for like four straight years doing this shit. Mm-hmm. And then like J.K. Simmons was in Juno, and then was yeah. he just like there as well? It's so weird. It's a weird casting. He's hilarious as fuck. But well, she wrote it at the same time, I imagine, Juno and... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're two years apart. And she yeah. Wrote, yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, yeah jk must have been like all right sign me up for some jk's and yeah and he he's great he crushed it there's there's like two scenes in his classroom which are two of like my favorite things the one where he says don't worry about who's a cool dude or who's a hoe (laughs) 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 yeah and then um the one where he's talking about the tragedy and megan fox like boring Yeah. Let's okay. Wait, uh, on that note, like we can't just keep quoting without talking about Diablo Cody's writing. Correct. Like Diablo Cody. So do you, do you want to do you want to take this first? And do I you, think we should start on a positive note. So tell me why you love it. I so I first off Diablo Cody is is like she's obviously just a talented writer. She has a unique voice mm-hmm. that I'm glad it exists, but I don't think it would go over quite the way now like if someone burst out into the scene like diablo cody today i just don't think it would work but she's and and like i said like there's so many things in this movie that also don't work even coming down to like some small quips but they're i wouldn't i don't want to call them like oh they're just like just little bits of genius but they Mm -hmm. are so fucking funny and weird that i do really i do really admire her ability you know what it is is she creates a she creates a language that is meant to sound like it actually exists in this world, mm-hmm. right? And the problem with Juno is it doesn't yes. sound like that because yeah. fucking Dwight the store clerk shouldn't talk like Juno talks. Yeah. In this movie, it does work because Correct. Jennifer is really the only one who says that kind of goofy shit. Like <laughs> um, I heard the one about the girl being half sushi and what's up Monistat? calling calling boys salty yeah and uh what's up monistat what's up vagisil what's up vagisil <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like stuff like that right yeah and uh yeah you're so jelly you're lime green jelly uh, yeah yeah go on tell me all right lay it on me lay so, it on me I, you, I, okay and it's not like a unique take a lot of people love to hate juno for the constant witty banter it's the same reason that gilmore girls for me is also like oh everybody just talks super fast super witty it's all very the time. it's very written very written very never pause for a second go real fast and yeah. say all the cool things and what cody uh diablo cody 
writes the way she You can call her DC if you want. Just just DC. And and JB, um, Jennifer's body, (laughs) writes... (laughs) You could tell she wrote this and Juno in the same year because she's like, maybe I can translate some of this young people talk funny style from one movie into another. And I totally agree that it is limited to just Jennifer. She reigns it in. Yeah, 100%. And, And it's more way more refreshing to see that and i know if if she did kind of go all out like she did on juno if she did give all the characters like a scott pilgrim-esque you know quirk then maybe this movie would have done so much better because it comes off as horror camp obviously it shit the bed in ratings among other reasons one of the the problem with like both the problem and the success of juno is like you can only really do that once. Yes. And then it starts to become grating. And I think she was smart to like rein back a lot of that dialogue to be a little more realistic, you know? Yeah. There is some really good writing there, okay? There's some like yeah. really good throwaway jokes in there. Like the 9-11 shot glass uh, bit that they do at the bar when yeah. she meets the band. She's like... I'm going to get you this 9-11 memorial drink. So yeah. It's like a red, white, and blue yeah. <laughs> memorial But you shot. have to drink it quick or else it turns brown. Yeah. <laughs> she brings the two shot glasses back, but one tower is shorter than the other. Oh, no. And it's this, like, obviously, like, Megan Fox's character is this innocent, you know, well, innocent. Well, she, she's not innocent, though. Like, that's part of the conceit, right? It's like she even says that she's... She says in the bar, like, she's not a virgin. She's not even a backdoor virgin because totally. of... Uh, oh, I just mean Chris, innocence uh, in terms of politics. Like, she, it's yeah. not like she's trying to be cross about it or anything because they obviously do this whole commodification of 9-11. And that tells you more about the town, right? It's This, this town has a bar that does this. Yeah, something something I, I thought w- that was real, real, real smart mm-hmm. and, like, real, um, really interesting... And I, I thought relatable because being from a very small town like myself, that feels a little bit like the devil's kettle, yeah. uh, the devil's <laughs> asshole, certainly. <laughs> um, the one, a couple reviews that I read and a couple other things were like, talked about how the way that um, small towns relate to tragedies and how like, if there's literally anything else going on, like yeah. um, Megan Fox's succubus, mm-hmm. then anyone who like brings up like the world is moving on you're like a traitor to this town right yeah and this town is struck by like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy and it's like and then like that's how the band becomes like you hear their song everywhere they dedicate it to this tragedy (laughs) which they had really nothing no part in and stuff Mm -hmm. and like it i don't know it 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 really struck me i i think like the 9-11 stuff let's get sexy and academic here for a second i think with like the 9-11 reference it's a little bit talking about the way that like certainly in america they like pornography tragedies into these like huge displays of Mm -hmm. like you know like vote banking and what just as power play for voting even yeah like it it becomes so it, 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 it at a certain point i think especially like this coming out in like 2009 you look back at 9-11 obviously a tragedy but it's like at a certain point the like going back to that well just seems so over the top you know Mm -hmm. to be like yeah 
Yeah. Like to do to have a 9-11 memorial shot at a yeah. bar like nine years later is yeah. so funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's some cool stuff that happens uh, around the movie, I think. And it's a lot has to do with Adam Brody's character. Um, I saw on Wikipedia that one of the dudes from Good Charlotte was meant to be in the rock band. Which one? Because there's uh, twins that could have just played one character. Ah, uh, damn it! Uh, the the ugly one. No, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> no, they they also like at the time. Okay, so a little confession here. This this uh, uh, the the soundtrack for this um, movie mm-hmm. is simultaneously like awful and great yeah um because like when i was that age when i was a little younger maybe in high school this would have been like oh this i would have probably listened to this soundtrack without having seen the film yeah because like i like i liked all those bands i mean i still i'm not like against them or anything like that they're definitely it's definitely capturing a certain time of like emo pop punk music totally And yeah, anyway, that's suffice to say, at the time, the guys from Good Charlotte, I think one of them was heavily tattooed and the other one was totally clean. So I don't think they could have played the (laughs) same role. Yeah. With this little soft boy hat. Yeah. And the one without tattoos was marrying Ashley Simpson. So what does that tell you, tattooed people? That that's the good choice. Yeah. You could marry someone who danced on SNL after their (laughs) tape skipped. Oh man, do you remember that? That was wild shit. Do you remember that? No, because you, you didn't have SNL. You didn't have, and you didn't. I guess you didn't have or like TV. music television or Saturdays. Every day we worked <laughs> in the camps. <laughs> Friday. Okay. Onward. Okay. All right. Um, um, we covered a lot of good bits, man. What do you, what do you got going on over there? What are you thinking? Because I'm ready to do my super favorites, top fives wonderful bodies of jennifer's bodies from the body movie all right shoot with the top fives i'm ready <laughs> okay i'm ready for top fives all right i'm gonna go five onwards so five four three two one number yeah, five adam brody with the most <laughs> <laughs> pained and sincere look on his face when he says do you have any idea how hard it is to be an indie band we're all cute <laughs> <laughs> then he stabs the shit out of Jennifer. Oh. Also, he he. So again, okay, let's talking again about Diablo Cody's writing. Mm-hmm. He she does have lines that are that are funny that aren't her signature style. And Adam Brody says one in the bar when he's when he's like um he's like yeah we like to come out to the shitty areas too. Yeah. <laughs> We like to say hello to the fans on the show. Oh, and also, again, okay, so let me, sorry, I'm going to vamp. I interrupted your top fives. I'm just going to vamp on something. Just no, no, we bit. should do this. So, yeah. so, like I said, there are certain things that really remind me of when I was in high school mm-hmm. in a small town. The first one was like when uh, Chip, uh, when they're talking at the lockers, him and Amanda Seyfried, and he's like, oh, yeah, I went to get more condoms. And like, they're yeah. kind of like, their frank discussion about having sex and then their whole like sex scene and stuff. It was very, I thought it was like a really good portrayal of like young, stupid high school sex. Yeah. In like a really good way, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. Even when Megan Fox comes into Madison Seafried's house and is like, oh, it smells like Thai food in here. Have you guys been fucking? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately these two are so sheepish. It's great. Yeah. Like it's, it is good. And, and also like, I remember at least when I, was you know 
growing up in the hard streets of this tiny little town <laughs> talking about sex in such like a frank manner with your friends was like very normal yeah in a way that it's just it's not when you're older obviously because yeah. that's fucking weird yeah. <laughs> but when you were like a fucking horny high school boy it that's was right. different you know um the other thing too was when when they're standing watching the band do their sound check and Megan Fox is like oh, they're dressed so nice it's so clear they're from the city yeah that was like that oh, I knew people in my high school who were like that it was so great Excellent. like I was like that reminds me of like couple people I knew definitely yeah. tight yeah. pants tight shirt and you're like oh no no the, the 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 woman fawning over someone from quote-unquote the city yeah, yeah. when like in our case the city was a fucking tiny town <laughs> just far away <laughs> Yet another island. Yeah, just being like, oh my god, they're from the metropolitan area of this island that we all <laughs> fucking live on. Look at their flannel thing and their gray shirt. Uh. And then also, in that exact same scene, uh, Chris Pratt, he, he fucking, he embodies, so, again, so many high school men friends that I knew who were just mm-hmm. like, they look like a couple of f slurs yeah which is like so such like a typical reaction to the same thing it's it, it's i found it i found it just like really effective and really specific i found it specific and in, in a good way yeah. yeah number four number four and i know you brought up good writing because it's related to that so my good writing bad writing <laughs> thing here is when jennifer gets stabbed by her friend needy she yells in the heart she gets stabbed in the heart and she says ow my tit and i laughed so hard at this stupid little thing because megan fox's face is just so clear and just mm, just like just all the emotion in the three words ow my tit Ugh, beautiful and i i that amanda savory's <laughs> line this is for cutting boxes yeah. is pretty <laughs> great <laughs> How very butch of you. The way they like, yeah, like the way, the way actually like scenes like that, they still manage to stuff in Diablo Codyisms is just, it's really fun. Yeah. Even though it, it's silly. It (laughs) is silly. silly. Yeah. I'm glad it was like way more silly than Juno obviously couldn't be because Juno is a different kind of genre, right? Obviously. And so she took more liberties and I'm happy she kind of went more goofy with this than yeah her previous work there's certain times when you watch a movie first off like this movie does not take itself seriously Mm. but it also feels like it feels like megan fox was having fun it feels like amanda seyfried was having fun it feels like diablo cody had fun writing it like it it just has it like exudes that kind of like totally in in a similar way you brought up earlier you mentioned scott pilgrim in a similar way or that movie you just it seems like people were really enjoying making Mm -hmm. it um yeah yeah anyway number yeah. three go number three Ranking it. succubus lore and okay i i love watching a good jaw dislocate okay and with good reason the van helsing films always do it good justice there's a lot of good succubi in it there's my favorite succubus is one of the vhs movies i don't know if you've seen those there's one character lily or Lilith, the whole lord, the whole like women's jaw falls apart and devours a whole man, but not in a hot way. It's just great. You mean like a detached jaw, like a snake? Yeah, 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 yeah. Split in half. <laughs> I wish, I wish that 
succubi as a concept. I know it's there in some most horror movies, but like I wish it was more than vampires or like werewolves because it's it's more terrifying and so much more satisfying to watch. This movie does a cool thing which doesn't get portrayed. Maybe maybe I just can't think of anything, but like the idea of uh, a woman being the villain mm-hmm. and liking being a villain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like not being like, oh, I've been possessed, so therefore my actions no. are... It's like, no, she she's Jennifer hungry. loves it. This yeah. Girl's got to eat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As... As they say, oh, girls gotta eat. Say. Yeah, but you you know like and like her like the scene where she burns her tongue with a lighter and she's like basically like holy shit I'm invincible. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of it's it's a little it's not unlike something like Spider Man where he's like flying through the air and enjoying it because it's like yeah that would be really fun, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 number two go on number two go off, is queen. um oh god <laughs> cut that shit out after. <laughs> Is um, you know the the black bile vomit purge. Do thing? I? <laughs> I love a good demonic purge so much, and it's so so satisfying to watch Megan Fox or like who like it's it's black bile purging from the mouth is my favorite horror yeah, trope. It's a good trope. And you know how like some people love the smell of gasoline or like watching lava flow. That, that to me is just really? thick chocolate pudding as what about like uh what about in stuff like um the remake of the evil dead where that woman like projectiles blood yeah. onto that other lady it has to be black it oh, okay. has to be Not oil spill it can't be green or any other fucking gross color okay it has to because that that means it's satan and some of my fa- okay i'm gonna rank my favorite <laughs> wow a ranking a ranking yeah. inside a ranking she got uh yeah sub ranks she got some notes so up there uh, hold on hold on can i can i just are you can i just be clear for the listener's sake mm-hmm. and mine yeah are you ranking your favorite black liquids? Is that what we're doing now? Um, yeah, the vomit that's black and bile and coming from a mouth. Favorite black vomit or fa- yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Favorite black any black vomit, yeah. purging. So obviously number three. So I, I've ranked three. Okay, number three is the penguin from Batman Returns, uh, Danny DeVito. I can't believe that's number three. It is not. Why are you you starting at three? You'll see. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, okay. Obviously. Sorry. Number three. A penguin, because there's like goo that comes out of his mouth as he's dying, and also you don't like that guy, so fuck that guy. You want him to die, and it's cool, and it's nice, and it's satisfying to see him go. Number two, and this is hard because it's tied with number one. So let's just say Megan Fox in this in Jennifer's body, and the multiple times that she just blech, just lets it go on the twice, yeah, twice, yeah. And number one is um. The guy from District 9, Wickus, when he turns into a pawn. Vickus. Vickus, yeah. yeah. He turns when he's like coughing up black fluid as a result of transforming into a prawn. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good I mean, black It's beautiful black and sad. Movie. Yeah. But also, yeah, lots of juicy bile stuff, yeah. Uh, same black. year, same year. Right? I mean, that's a solid... Solid like, year. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And finally, number one, my number one favorite thing about... A Megan Fox movie is Megan Fox herself. Yeah. I wish she did more funny movies, man. I think The Dictator, This Is 40, New Girl, 
she's great in that. She's she's good in New Girl. You know? She's the voice in Robot Chicken. What can't she do? I feel like I love how she absolutely annihilates in this role. It was made for Megan Fox, like I said before. She, what do the kids say? She ate and left no crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Ugh. I love her. She's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> like she, it kind of has to be someone who's obscenely beautiful. Like it has to be like a superstar lady. Yeah. Just the fact that she she's also a tremendous actor is definitely helps. And I also, I don't think that they would have like hired someone who's just, again, just a lady straddling a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, um, who's that actress from girl next door? That would um, be the girl next door. Meryl Streep, yeah. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Which which girl next door? The one who's the hot girl next door, and then it's... Oh, Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert would have been a close second, maybe, as Megan Fox in this Yeah, movie. she was she was big at the time as well. Yeah, she might have been was, too old. I think so, too. Yeah. Sorry, Alicia. Sorry, girl. <laughs> but, like, uh, yeah. Um, She's she's a good actress, though. I, I liked her. I That girl next door movie is bad but um (laughs) somehow i i that was another movie that was on television all the time when i was growing up yes and i i I have kind of a shameful affinity for it i think it's kind of a fun stupid movie it's got paul dano in it i'm a sucker fucking i love emil hirsch and the guy could have had such an incredible career and i know like he was in he's in one of my top five favorite films of all time and so it's just so weird to Mm-hmm. yeah it's weird it's weird you think in when, into the wild or into the wild yeah into the wild. yeah i love into the wild i I've, i love it more now that i'm older for some reason yeah oh man jennifer's body yeah mm-hmm. this is a good movie it's yeah I, it's definitely it has like i said it has those like cult-esque vibes to it and it could go on to become that i don't know i don't know how it's not now really I, for the same reason, thirteen right? years. It on? just yeah. it just shit the bed once, and regrettably, it has not been able to gain the popularity that other good trash horror films have. <sighs> Maybe it's sexism. I don't know. Do you think people are still? Do you think people still get like turned off by the Megan Fox of it all? In by that <sighs> I mean like Megan Fox still has like so much baggage to her True. her name a little bit and people are just like oh she was just a trashy actress well 100 percent. Okay. it's but it's perception like but people yeah it. like people perceive her as one thing and they yeah. don't know that it's like no this is like her doing what she should be doing exactly you know? it. do you think so do you think that like people younger people the young folks mm-hmm. talking to you <laughs> youngs um do you think that they will watch old high school films the way that we did like you know how like the breakfast club and pretty in pink and uh, 16 Man, candles and I stuff i haven't seen breakfast club and i'm not even a young folk oh, i yeah, feel right. like i okay. wouldn't be able to relate anymore right, stop the recording this yeah. is silly <laughs> <laughs> no like but but like there was always like i mean john hughes was obviously he was a special a special director right but like mm-hmm. I don't know. There was always this like fascination with that era of high school films and stuff. I mean, it's like fucking not another teen movie parodied mostly stuff from the eighties. Like, it, yeah. you know, like <laughs> until American pie, there wasn't really an identity for like high school yeah. movies outside of John Hughes movies or totally. the eighties. Right. 
And I wonder if it's like 10 years later, something like Jennifer's body or Juno, mm-hmm. like is kind of that for younger people. I don't think so because no. they're too busy watching the bad batch on Disney plus or whatever they want, whatever yeah. the young folks watch these days. I think we've hit it. We haven't yeah. quit it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. I, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't ramble much, much longer about this movie. No, it's, it's an excellent film and it's like, yeah, it's a relic of its time in, in the, all the best ways in my 100%. opinion. Yeah. Aaron Sullivan from Autostraddle's review still stands. This is the greatest movie of all time. Period. Shaklackety. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our episode on Jennifer's Body. Go check it out. Bye.